Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from our pastor at Hatchbend Apostolic Church. prophet Joel spoke about. I appreciate the presence of the Lord, the spirit of the Lord that we feel here today and ask God to just continue to touch our lives as we press toward him. Amen. I'm not through pressing. How about you? Amen. God's been so good to us. I appreciate the presence of the Lord. Never want to take that for granted. I tried to underline that one more time this past Wednesday night. I don't ever want to lose the wonder. I don't ever want to lose the awe of being in the presence of God, amen. Whether that's here collectively and what a privilege that is or it is to feel his presence so warmly in in my home, in my heart, my life, wherever it may be, I'm thankful for that. I I know it was mentioned a moment ago, but let me underline our Madison Daughter Work dedication service this coming Saturday. And uh, we would love you to go if you can at all possible if it, if at all possible and connect to that work there let, that is an extension of this church and so let's just pray and ask God to continue to touch brother and sister Bird and give them influence in that community and favor among those people I also want to say again this morning thank you for the special service last Sunday morning sister Boyd and I do not ever take that for granted and uh, we appreciate your kind comments just the fellowship uh, cards, calls, text messages, gifts, whatever it may have been. Thank you from the depths of our heart. We are very, very honored to be able to serve uh, in, as the, in the capacity of pastor of this church, and we don't take that for granted. I'm going to ask you, if you will, to continue to pray for Sister Boyd, and uh, we're just right on the threshold of being able to wrap up all of, at least most of the part of, of uh, her mother's business and and that's where she is again today. So let's just pray that God will keep his hand on her and strengthen her. Amen? Amen. I want to just share a few things on my heart with you today. And and I'm going to take just a few minutes. So uh, if you're looking for a long, long, long runway, it's not going to exist. So just go ahead and get on the plane right now. Amen. And I, I appreciate this, the presence of the Lord to help us to be able to hear his word. A lot has been said about that. It seems like a common theme uh, among the last several services and different speakers that would talk about hearing the presence of the Lord. And uh, I'm thankful for the miraculous hand of God. But I want to talk about two things that uh, that must be combined if if we're going to get what God would truly have for us. The third chapter of Acts begins with the story of a lame man healed at the gate at the temple. Chapter three is of the healing itself and uh, in Simon Peter's sermon to the people who gathered merely in all truthfulness just to observe 
They just came to observe. And then chapter four um, is Peter preaching to the temple officials. It's also the record of a meeting with the church followed by a great demonstration of the power of the Holy Ghost. And I tell you what, I, I am a firm believer that when we preach the word of God, whoever preaches the word of God, that the word of God should be followed by some measure of demonstration. Amen. I believe that with all of my heart. And I know that demonstration reveals itself in many, many different facets. I don't think that we should have that demonstration in a box and think that if it doesn't happen this certain way or that certain way that it didn't happen. But I believe that the preached word of God should demonstrate itself in our heart, in our lives. It, it should be more than just coming in and uh, let this be a little lecture setting where you're the student and someone behind this desk is the professor. There needs to be something in our heart considering the fact that the word of God is a live seed and it's gonna touch us and impact us and change us. And so I believe that uh, as we find in, in, a, in chapter four of Acts, uh, the great demonstration of the power of God that was uh, on display, if you please. I want to take my text, if I may, from the book of Acts chapter uh, 4 and verse number 13. Uh, here Simon Peter responds to the amazement of the people after this lame man was healed. Uh, I think it's incredible to experience a healing on any level. And uh, I have been healed myself. I've been instantly healed of things where the Lord uh, just in a moment of time has touched the situation physically in my life and uh, uh, I've, I've been healed. I can remember one time specifically being prayed for. I had a, was running a high fever and, and, and as they were praying, that fever began to lift and uh, the body aches and everything that goes along with that just all subsided right there. Uh, undeniable touch of the Lord. And so there is something uh, magnificent about the hand of God moving in that demonstration. And so we can understand, if you've been healed on any level, you can understand the amazement that these people would have experienced after seeing a lame man being raised up. In Acts 4.13, the Bible says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled. And they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. My goodness, we could stop right here and, and just say, here's a homework assignment. Here's a homework assignment. I wonder if people around us can acknowledge they've been with Jesus. Something should be in our heart. And, and beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves saying, what shall we do to these men? For that indeed a notable miracle has been done by them is manifest to all that dwell in Jerusalem and we cannot deny it. We cannot deny it. But, but that it spread no further among the people, let us straightly threaten them that they speak henceforth no, to no man in this name. And they called them and commanded them not to speak, nor, not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. Isn't that remarkable? Here's a man that was just healed by the power of that name and they said, We've just, we can't deny this happened because we have seen it ourselves and too many witnesses around here know this man is healed but what we need to do is command them to never preach in this name again. 
But Peter and John answered and said unto them, whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you, he said, whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. But verse 20 says, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. Amen. I think it's important that we understand what these men were saying, that it is this is too significant. There's something here that we just cannot contain because this is more than just hearing something, but we have also beheld this ourselves. Amen. We have experienced this ourselves. I, I believe and often have said that one of the most powerful weapons that any of us will ever have in our personal arsenal is our own personal testimony. Amen, you don't know like I know what the Lord has done for me. And so when we testify of the things that God has done in our lives, amen, I think about, I don't want to embarrass him, but I think about Brother Tim Taylor the last several weeks around here. He just walks in. There's just something about his countenance that announces to the world around him, I've encountered something larger than myself. Amen, I believe that he has been with Jesus. <laughs> I believe the spirit of the Lord has touched his life and he's walking in that path, in that right direction. When Moses sent the 12 spies across Jordan, it was his intentions that they would bring back a report to the people. I want you to go in, I want you to check things out and I want you to come back to us and report and they, they all confirmed that the land was truly a blessed land. This is a blessed land. And uh, they began to talk about those blessings. But 10 of the 12 allowed their fear to completely negate the positive testimonies. They began to look around them. Joshua and Caleb both brought back encouraging words. We believe that we can do this. God is on our side. Yes, they were not, they were not in denial. Yes, there are Anakims in the land. And, and yes, there are some mountains to cross and valleys to walk through. Their report was ineffective, however, against all of the voices of fear. It's amazing how fear can stop faith. Amen. There was potential for great victory if just these 10 spies would have believed as much as the other two. The things that we see will always be a part of our report. Amen. They said, they said, how can we cannot help but to speak of the things that we have seen and that we have heard? What we see will always be a part of our report. And what we assume to draw from our visual field is gonna fill in those blanks. And sometimes I need God to help me to put faith where those voids are. Amen, God gives me a part of the picture, but I don't have every answer. I, I don't know all of the ins and the outs. And so I say, God, help me to put faith in those blank spots and not fear. Amen, help me to put faith there and not fear. I don't know what the future holds, of course, no more than anyone in, in this house would know. And so I say, Lord, help me to hold unto your unchanging hand and let the power of faith Amen, how we live in this life and how we report to others and what our life says about our God to others is so critical. It is so important. I want my walk to be different. Certainly, I want my talk to be different. I want my faith to impact my everyday life. 
The book of Revelation chapter two and verse seven, the scripture says, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of paradise. He that hath an ear, I've been talking about it, I know for several services, but he that hath an ear, seven times the Lord says this, not just an ear, but an ear to hear what the spirit of the Lord would speak into this place. Brother Jerry Herndon mentioned that this morning. We need the Spirit of God to be able to speak in such a fashion that we don't just come in with ears, but let's hear what the Spirit of the Lord would speak into our heart into this in this very service, an ear to hear what God is saying to the church because there is a big difference in hearing and hearing from God. We all for the most part, have the ability to hear, but can we hear from God? I want the spirit of the Lord to, in my life to be in tune. An ear to hear means that we, there's a readiness to receive faith, a readiness to receive life. I don't want to come to church ever, no matter what the setting, no matter what, what the circumstance, with just a drudgery in my heart, but I want to come with a spirit of expectation. Sunday morning, Wednesday night, it doesn't matter Tuesday night, Thursday night, it doesn't matter what the, the title of the service may be, the theme of the service may be, but I want to come with a spirit of expectation. We have no idea who's going to walk in the door. We have no idea what what circumstance will present itself. That's why we have got to be on, pardon my expression here, but we've got to be on the top of our game every service. No off nights. There's no such thing. Amen. We've got to have the power and the presence of God alive in our heart and life. The book of Revelation 4 and 1, the Bible says, after this, I looked and behold, a door was opened in heaven. The first voice which I heard was, uh, as it were a trumpet talking with me, which said, "Come up hither, and I will show thee things which I will show thee things which must be hereafter." I think it's important what's being said right here. Amen. After the hearing was a vision. The Bible says in verse four, in chapter four, verse number one, and I looked. Amen. I don't want to just hear the voice of God, but I want to see the demonstration of the spirit and the presence of God. I don't want to just hear his word, but I want to look. I want to behold. I want to stare into. Amen. I want to get it. I think that, uh, that a lesson or a sermon certainly uh, can be for a specific group uh, of people. For instance, uh, somebody may be just really preaching and reaching for sinners. And so maybe there's just people are preaching about uh, repentance and baptism and receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost and maybe you've already done all of those things. And so if, if an evangelist here or, or myself or one of the ministers in the church were just maybe the, the, the Lord had impressed a specific group on their heart and they're preaching to sinners and, and you're thinking, well, you know, I already have the Holy Ghost. None of this is applicable to me. But I'll tell you what, if we will come into the house of the Lord not with an intention just to hear, but with an intention to look as well. Amen. Do you know that God can still minister to us and speak something into our heart and give us something? You know, we, we have services from time to time that are just specifically geared for our children. And sometimes if we're not careful, we can think, well, I'm, I'm not a child, so I shouldn't be here. Or I'm not a young person, so I shouldn't be here.
there, but if we come to the house of God, no matter what the intended service may be, if we come in to hear and to look, I'll promise you that God in his word will minister something specific to our lives. Amen. There will be something for anybody who is looking for it. Amen. I will tell you like my wife tells me when she sends me to go look for something. She says, when I say, are you sure it's here? I mean, I'm in one room hollering back to the other room. Are you sure it's here? And here's the word of instruction that I always get. You may have to move something. <laughs> you may have to move something out of the way because, you know, if there was a Q-tip laying in front of it, I probably didn't see it, you know. And so she knows me. And so so you may have to move something out of the way. So can I just pass that word of advice when we're coming into the house of God? There may be some things we need to move out of the way and let the spirit of God speak expressly. Whatever demands are in your schedule this afternoon or in the morning, can I tell you, they will be there waiting for you tomorrow. They'll be waiting for you in just a couple of hours. But right now, I gotta move some things out of the way because God is wanting to speak something. Amen. I wanna join these apostles and say, I cannot be quiet about this. Why? Because I didn't just hear this, but I beheld this. I experienced this for myself. Praise God. Amen, anointed preaching always sets us up for the seeing and the hearing, the glory of God. So I wanna always help, uh, I wanna always do everything within my power to be a vessel in the hand of God to help in that process. Mark 8 and uh, 23, again, this was referred to this morning. The Bible said in Mark 8, 23, and he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of town. And when he had spit on his eyes, he put his hands upon him and he asked him if he saw aught. And he looked up and said, I see men as trees walking. But after that, he put his hands up, he put his hands again upon his eyes and made him to look up. And he was restored and saw every man clearly. Now for the blind man, if a man or a woman, for this blind man in scripture, seeing blurry images had to be a lot better than just gross darkness. That had to be a lot better. But for Jesus, the miracle was not yet complete. Amen. So he touched him again. Can I tell you that when we come to the house of God, we don't need to just come in and get a little bit of a blessing and then walk away, but God wants to do something whole and do something complete in our lives. I don't wanna just get a little bit, enough to satisfy, but I want everything that God has for me. Amen, it's so important that we see and that we hear. And so for him, it wasn't perfect, so he touched him again. Now, the problem wasn't the touch, Amen, we know that God is God, but perhaps the man, I'm glad this miracle is in the Bible, I really am. I'm glad this is there because it shows us sometimes we gotta stay put if we're gonna have complete revelation. Amen, touch me again, Lord. I see a little bit more clearly now than I was seeing a year ago. I see a little bit more of your word than I understood six months ago. I've got some good news for you. Stay where you are and let the Lord touch you again and again and again and again until there is wholeness and completeness in our lives. We must see 
and we must hear. Amen, I wanna demand another touch. I wanna position myself in such a way that I can get another touch. The word of Jesus was, do you see? Can you see? This man's testimony would have been, would have been much less powerful if he had not been completely healed. Think about that. If he had not just been completely healed, he would have had a testimony, but it wouldn't have been as powerful as a complete healing. He meant to be able to say, well, I'm a lot better than I was. I mean, that's a good, that's a good news, but to be able to say, I am whole, I am complete, I have been absolutely and thoroughly healed, that's what I'm desiring. Amen, so what we see is, that's what we're gonna talk about. Amen, that's what these apostles were saying. How can we be quiet? We were standing there. How can we keep this to ourselves? We were right there when this lame man rose up. Amen, so I need to see correctly. The book of Psalms, chapter 19, and uh, verse number nine, the Bible says, the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgment of the Lord, the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether more to be desired than the gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is, is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is a great reward. Or there is great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sin. Let them not have dominion over me, then shall I be upright and shall be innocent from the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength, my redeemer. Amen. Because you see, what we think on, what we dwell on, what we meditate on, that affects what we talk about and how we talk. And amen, what we see, it affects how we think. Amen, just out of curiosity, how many have ever been healed yourself? I think I asked this recently. No man can take that away from you. Someone could talk to you till noon Thursday without stopping, but they could never convince you that healing is not real because you have experienced that what you have been a part of, what you have been a part of, it affects how we think. I have been around people, not just myself healed, but I've been around people that have had absolute, absolute nothing short of miracles worked out in their life. Not just miracles of healing, but things that were impossibilities. But God turned that circumstances, those circumstances around. And so because I was there to see that, it affects how I think about that. It affects how I pray about those circumstances in my own life because I know he's not a respecter of persons and if he can put one home back together then he can put another home back together if God can do this if he can if he can find an, a job for someone who lost their job then he if he's ever done it one time then God can do that again and my faith is there and so what we hear it affects our thinking and then our seeing and again that affects our thought world David s speaks first of, of, of his reverence for God I think that our positioning, of course, is important for our receiving. You gotta be in the right line if you're gonna be receiving something. Amen, our estimation of God's word is gonna depend on how we have that chronicled in our life. I wanna hold on to that. I, I wanna join these men one more time. I'm gonna say, how can I not speak of this? I have experienced it. 
And so we must see and we must hear. The word of the Lord said, cleanse me from hidden things. I want you to wash me and clean me. In other words, let the word just saturate my heart. Let it soak in my heart. The scripture I read a moment ago mentions the value of the word meditate. And I want to talk just a moment about the value of meditating. And when I think about the world that we live in today, I believe that... I believe there's a lot of things in our in our in our world in our society that works against being able to have our mind on something very long. Our attention spans getting shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. Amen. That's the absolute truth. And so when we think about the scripture admonishing us to meditate upon the word of God. We struggle in those areas because because we live in such a fast-paced world where just everything changes and everything is just a few seconds and then we're moving on to something else. But I want, I want the Spirit of God, the Word of God, amen, I want it to, to saturate my heart. I want it to marinate in my life, amen. I want it to marinate in my life. I've said many times you could, I guess in theory, I don't, have, I don't know if I'm exactly right on my minutes, but you'll get my point. You could brown a little bit of hamburger meat. It wouldn't take but just a few minutes. You can dump in a little bit of chili sauce. I'll talk about this today because it was cool this morning. You could put in a few cans of tomatoes and some tomato paste and a few cans of beans and probably in about 10 minutes you could have some chili. And you can call it chili and it'll be chili. But you just wait till tomorrow. And then it'll really be chilly. And the next day, and by the time we have scraped the last bean out of the pot, and that's because it was just marinating and marinating and marinating. Amen. I want to see something. I want to hear it. I want it to get in my heart. I don't want it just pass by a flash in the pan. Amen. I want it in my heart. That's what's going to hold us and keep us and preserve us in this hour. I must see and I must hear. When I see it and I hear it, I can't be silenced. They said, how can we stop talking about this? Because we were there. We were there. Amen. How many has the Lord been good to? That would be everybody, right? Amen. Let's stand together. I want the Lord's word to touch my heart and my life, my mind. I want to be to him what he would have me to be. And let the Spirit of God touch us today. Amen. It's been a wonderful service. We have felt the presence of the Lord. I'm going to ask you to join me right now. We're going to ask the Lord to seal the Word of God that has been taught. Amen. And been shared with us in this service and everything we've heard. Don't let the enemy come along and rob this away later. Let's pray for our outreach ministries today. And uh, the prayer list today was rather long. There's a lot of names there that need prayer. Let's ask God to touch them and strengthen them. Would you join me in this prayer today as we dismiss? Let's ask God to just minister to us and strengthen us right now. Lord, we love you today. We thank you for the value of your word, for the privilege to be in your house. We thank you today, God, that you have allowed us an opportunity to come not just into a building, but we have stepped into your presence. We've not just stepped into your presence, God, but we've stepped into your word. Your word has touched us. It's brushed up against our heart. 
I pray, Lord, that that word will find a tender place, a place, God, a fertile ground where it can take root and grow in my life. I thank you for it, Lord, and I praise you, and I magnify your name in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I love you with all my heart, and I pray that God will help us make heaven our home. What do you say? May the Lord bless you. Greet one another. Would you do that? In Jesus' name. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.